Hello and welcome to the King's Daughter podcast. This particular podcast is sequel to the last podcast where I um, basically talked about how God works through difficult circumstances and situations that you might be facing to catch your attention and to also show forth his glory. And speaking of the last podcast, I'd like to encourage you to listen to it if you have not done so just yet. Because I believe that the Lord has one or two things for you in there. Uh, just before I jump into today's podcast, I'd like to uh, give a brief summary of what I discussed in the last podcast. And this poem, which I'll be reciting in a few seconds, basically gives an accurate summary of it all. It says... At one time, if someone had told me to praise God in all things, I would have said, that's crazy, it's not possible. But now, looking back, I realized that it was those things that finally got my attention and brought me back to Jesus. Those were the very things that taught me that I was not in control and made me say with all my heart, I need you, oh, I need you, Lord. And as John Piper, a very popular um, American preacher and pastor said, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. So He uses the pains and the difficulties that we face to bring us to a place of rest in Him or a place of realization that, you know, we're nothing without Him. And then He walks through the situation that we're going through to glorify Himself and to also work for our good. Hence, when things don't seem to be going the way you would have desired, or when you don't even seem to understand what's going on, if you are his child, rather than become agitated, be rest assured that he is working behind the scenes for your good and through the circumstances for his glory. Um, moving on to the topic of discussion for today, I'll be discussing on a few practical ways to trust God in tough times. Simply put, you can say, how do you literally keep your head above water when the storms of life come crashing in? You know, it's easy to just say, trust God or have faith in God. But really, the question is, how do you develop that trust? Like, how do you get to a point where... Uh, or to a level where the trust that you have in God supersedes every other feeling or emotion that you might be having by virtue of the situation or circumstance that you are going through. And that's why I'll be sharing a few practical ways which I have and I still employ with the hope that it might just be helpful for you as well. The first thing I'd like to talk about, or the first tip I'd like to give is uh, that you should latch on to God's promise for you. I mean, I had to use the word latch because it's a technical word which for me is quite um, pictorial. If you think about how a child latches onto the mother's nipple for survival, like a newborn baby, you know, that's like the only means of survival the child knows. And so that's why I'm saying latch on to God's promise for you. I feel this is the most important tip, in my opinion anyways, for developing your faith and trust in God in difficult times. You know, you just have to look for a promise of God from the scripture and latch onto it. 
like I said earlier, like a newborn baby would latch onto his mother's nipple for survival. And I would buttress on this point by telling a story which has never left me since I was told that story as a child. You know, when I was much younger, my daddy used to read to me and I really loved listening to him read to me. And there was this one book from which he used to read to me called Dad in My Heart. This book contained a series of stories and of course, by now, I've forgotten many of the other stories in the book apart from this one I'm about to tell you. It was the story of a father and a son who lived in Armenia. And before I go on, I'd like to mention or to chip in that this story actually happened and it isn't just fiction. Just so you know anyways. So the father used to walk his son to school every morning and he always made a promise to his son before leaving him. And the promise was that no matter what, I will always be there for you. So now, on a fateful school day, there was an earthquake that rocked their town. And on getting to the school, the father discovered that the boy's classroom block had become flattened like a, like a pancake. And of course, the initial reaction was the traumatic feeling of loss. But on remembering the promise he made every morning to his eight, eight-year-old son, if my memory isn't failing me about his age, he swung into action immediately. So, first of all, he tried to trace the location of the son's classroom. And then he began to dig through the rubble. So, he kept digging and digging, but this was not without discouraging remarks and comments from those around. Both uh, just sightseers or, yeah, or, um, fellow mourners basically they kept um making um, side comments like they're dead go home it's too late you're making matters worse let the authorities under it and those words were the only form of help he got from people around from bystanders basically and to each comment he replied are you going to help me now and then he went on digging anyways he dug for hours, undeterred by the comments from others, but strengthened by that promise he always made to his son. Now, after about 38 hours of digging, he pulled back a boulder and began to hear voices. And then in that moment, he called out his son's name. Armand, his son's name was Armand. I remember that very clearly because my father demonstrated um you know or yeah he demonstrated while he was reading it and he emphasized on the name while he was also reading the story to me and in that instant his son screamed in in return or in response and the son went on to say i told the other kids not to worry because you promised that you'll always be there for me so basically what happened is that Aman's classroom had collapsed into a triangle when the um, earthquake happened and so he and the other kids were trapped in the middle. And while they were trapped in there, Armand kept telling his other surviving classmates that his father had promised that no matter what, he would always be there for him. And so he assured them that if his father was alive, he would definitely come to their rescue. That day, Armand, along with 13 other kids, got rescued just because an earthly father 
remembered the promise he had always made to his son. How much more our, our Heavenly Father, who has all power in his hands and has made it clear in his word that he doesn't go back on his promises. With all this being said, I would like to encourage you to search out those scriptures for that specific promise that God has for you, which will be relevant for every season of your life. If you haven't, that's if you haven't found one yet. There are lots of promises in the Bible, and there is certainly one that the Lord has for you. You can as well claim all of them, anyways. And if you have found one already, latch onto it like Armand held onto his father's promise and let it drown out every other noise around you. Repeat it to yourself daily. Repeat it to yourself as often as you can and until it permeates every fabric of your being. And then watch God play his part. Trust me, he'll show up. The next tip which I'd like to um, discuss um, briefly is to get active. You can also say be fruitful in what seems like an unfruitful season. Don't stay passive or don't remain passive just because what you desire isn't here yet or because you're passing through tough situations and circumstances. Get up and get productive. Um, have you realized or have you found out that time seems to fly by when you're not focusing on the time? No pun intended here anyways, I'm sorry. For instance, Try reading a book or watching a movie on your journey, in a train or aboard a plane. It always seems like you arrived at a location faster than usual. That has worked for me several times. Now try applying this principle to life when you're waiting on God for something. What this does is that it takes your attention off the present situation you're in and it redirects that energy. You know, the energy that could have been spent on complaining and crying, it redirects it towards something positive. And even more when whatever you're actively doing is for God's glory, He definitely will reward your faithfulness. So get up and get active, get involved, get going. Volunteer, help others, share the gospel, teach, pray for others. Use your talent. Just do something for God's glory and he will show up in due time. And another thing that is important is that in that period of you being active, what you're doing is that you're preparing yourself and making yourself fit for what the Lord has in store for you. So the thing is that it is not that God is withholding um, you from having what you desire. Rather, is reserving it or see it as him reserving that thing which you desire and which for him is larger than what you can imagine or what you can handle at the moment. Is reserving it for the, for his appointed time and for the time when he knows that uh, you're ready for it. I'm sorry, that seems like too much in one sentence, but um, I'd explain it in simpler terms. The Lord knows that, okay, if I give you this thing right now, 
he might not be able to handle it so he, he uses the period where, where you're waiting to see if you are going to get yourself ready for that thing he wants to give you and that is why you actually need to get productive that is why you need to get busy because in doing things you equip yourself you become better and then when it is time when he sees that you're ready to receive that thing he gives it to you and you're equipped you're better equipped to handle whatever he has for you so instead of getting drowned by the situation because you want it right now you need to know what that what god has in store for you is definitely greater than what you can imagine and in the right season when he knows that you're ready for it those things will materialize and that is why waiting around and doing nothing is dangerous it might end up delaying your desired blessing because he will not likely give you something if he thinks you're not ready for it the next tip i'd like to discuss is journaling journaling is the act of noting or writing things down and i know writing things down is not a strong point for our generation as it requires immense patience i mean i'm actually a witness to this well here's the good news there are now e-journals that can be downloaded as apps into our phones and so you do not have to put pen to paper before you journal and you can basically journal on the go i'll discuss briefly on why journaling helps in developing your faith and trust but for now the question is what do you journal or what do you write down write down your feelings write down your emotions write down your thoughts as well However, don't forget to write down the promises of God. And most importantly, don't forget to write down your victories. When God gives you victory, when he answers your prayers, don't forget to write that down as well. And possibly, you can also write down your poem of thanksgiving. You just might become the next psalmist. The next tip, which is closely related to the previous tip of journaling, is to remember your lion and bear stories. I'm sure you might be wondering what's this. Well, remember how David um, fought the lion and the bear with his bare hands. And when it was, it was time for him to face Goliath, he remembered those victories that the Lord has given him. And he recounted them. He recounted the facts that God had helped him defeat the lion and the bear in the past. And, and that is why journaling is a very helpful tool. Because it helps us to remember the past victories. You know, there is a lot going on in the world today. And it is very easy for us to forget the past victories that the Lord has given us. Hence, with journaling, you can easily go back to your past journals and remind yourself of how you felt in the past and how God worked through those situations for your good and for his glory. And this remembrance gives strength to face the next challenge and come out strong. You know, just as David remembered that the Lord who helped him kill the lion and the bear in the past could also help him defeat uh, the giant that he was about to face. The last point I'll be mentioning, which of course is not the least, is to employ the weapon of prayer and praise. Now, prayer and praise go hand in hand. They have worked magic in the past and they still do today. 
priests brought down Jericho's walls and made the enemies of the children of Israel to begin to kill themselves. Praise and prayer broke the prison bands of Paul and Silas. And praise and prayer are still very effective weapons today. Because the what what it also does is that it takes away your attention from the present situation and circumstance that you might be going through and you direct it towards God and towards his power and towards what he is able to do and in that way you give room for him to walk and also be glorified of course the tips are not limited to this um five tips i've mentioned however i would like to end this episode on this note believing that you have been able to take out one or two things that can be helpful um, for you to strengthen your faith and trust in god also if you would um, like to share your thoughts on the episode or other tips that have worked for you please feel free to leave me a message in anchor I would really love to hear from you. Thank you for listening through and God bless you. Till next time. Bye.